0: Welcome back, Sword and Spirit Fire listeners. God's blessings to you today. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. I always want to talk about the Holy Spirit. He is one of my absolute favorite topics to talk about. And he is my favorite person that I get to speak with and interact with daily. My husband comes second, number two in that. But... For some of you, it may shock you that I even just called him a person, because many have a misconception, a misunderstanding about who he is. Some view him as like an it, or a force, or a wind, or whatever, and the Bible does have a lot of metaphors and symbols for the Holy Spirit, um, such as a dove, for example, but It also speaks of different manifestations metaphorically, such as he comes like the rain or he's a fire and different things like that. he is like the wind. Uh, Those are his manifestations. So he is actually a person. He is part of the person of the Godhead, the triune God, the Trinity. In John chapter 14, I'm going to just read some some verses here to us in John chapter 14. Um, this passage, this chapter, is written in large part in red letter, meaning that Jesus actually spoke it. It is quotes of Jesus Christ. So we love the red, the black, and the white of the word of God. So it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You, you believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus speaking here. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas says to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay, wait a minute here. Jesus is like a door, literally. He's like a door, a door. He's like a bridge. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And no one is gonna get to the Father except through me. Now, we live in a world And it doesn't even matter what country you pick, there are multiple people who teach that there are many ways to heaven. They say, look here and look here and go this way and this is the way. And there are many people who have this hunger inside of them that there's a void they want to fill. And even believers who have been, who have prayed prayers of salvation tend to show up in my life all the time who are still hungry. They have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, but they have not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And there is still a void in them. Let's continue reading. Verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip says to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus says to him, have I been with you so long? And yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the father. So how can you say, show us the father? Jesus was basically telling him, look, I am the father. The father is in me. I am in the father. We are one. If you have seen me, you have seen the father. Have, I, have you been with me this long and you don't know this yet? verse 10 do you not believe that i am in the father and the father in me the words that i speak to you i do not speak on my own authority but the father who dwells in me does the works believe me that i am in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me The works that I do, he will do also, and even greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another Helper, capital H, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you I will not leave you orphans I will come to you A little while longer and the world will see me no more but you will see me because I live in because I live you will live also At that day you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I and you. Okay, so Jesus told the disciples, I'm going to pray that the Father will give you another, a Helper, capital H, the Helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. So there's two names for the Holy Spirit, the Helper and the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive. The unbelievers, the world cannot receive him because they don't see him. Nor do they know him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Let's go to Acts, the book of Acts. We're going to look at Acts chapter 2. Actually, let's start. We're going to start in verse 1. Jesus says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and the cloud received him out of their sight. This was Jesus's ascension after his resurrection. Right before he resurrected, right, or right after he resurrected and walked amongst the disciples for 40 days. He walked with the disciples and still shared more things with him after his resurrection. Before his ascension, he told them, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room Where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Okay, so now they're in the upper room. They're waiting on this promise of the Holy Spirit, the helper, the spirit of truth. We have three names the holy spirit the helper the spirit of truth jesus has promised them that when he comes he's not that this helper the holy spirit is not going to leave them that they will know him and that he will give them power let's jump over to acts chapter 2 and verse 2 And suddenly, this was on the day of Pentecost, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Okay, so this is one of the Holy Spirit's manifestations. One of the ways he manifested himself biblically in the Bible and still does today is as a wind. A rushing mighty wind came and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat up on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit gave them a language as he filled them, as he baptized them. They were filled. He gave them a a new language, a heavenly language. The Holy Spirit throughout the word of God is said to have emotions. It says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Don't quench him. He can be grieved. He can be quenched. In other words, the fire can go out or it can dry. The the rain of the spirit can dry up. There can be like a drought. Drought. He has emotions. He has a will. Jesus said that he would not speak of his own self, but that the Holy Spirit would speak the things that he has heard. He has a will. He is a person. He is called a a he. He is given names. He manifests and shows up, meaning there's evidence that can be seen in the natural realm where the Spirit, the Holy Spirit manifests from the Spirit realm in through the natural realm literally coming through the veil into the natural realm moving from the fourth dimension into the third dimension causing manifestations such as a rushing mighty wind tongues of fire other languages heavenly languages and there are many many more manifestations but he is a person so if he is a person and he is part of the Godhead We don't want to leave him out of our Christian walk. The people that show up in my life that have prayed prayers of salvation, they believe in Jesus, they believe in the Bible, but what has happened to many of them, and some of them even precious younger people, is they've gotten stuck trying to obey the Bible without the grace and the empowering by the Holy Spirit helping them. Or they try to understand and come to truth without the spirit of truth teaching them. And so they get stuck often in religion. They get stuck trying to obey rules and regulations and laws and things like that. And they don't have the power inside of them nor the intimate relationship to where they're able to hear the voice of God and understand the word of God and stuff. And they get frustrated and discouraged and stuck. And it's one of the areas I'm very passionate about because the Holy Spirit has helped me so much in my walk with the Lord and so much in in understanding who I am, who God created me to be, and helping me to crucify my flesh, to die daily, to be... Um, living my life, being transformed from glory to glory, being a new creation, but also even in the area of anointing and gifts of the spirit and being able to do healings and miracles and deliverances and different things like that. Because he, just like Jesus said, he will clothe you in power. When he comes, you will receive power. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to understand the word. He gives us the power to obey the word. He gives us the power to do the things that Jesus told us to do in the word. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 27, it says, But the anointing. Now, the anointing is another word for the Holy Spirit. Here it is not used as a title, but Jesus the Christ. The Christ part means the anointed one. Messiah and Christ. Those two words, Messiah and Christ mean the anointed one, the anointed one. And the anointing is the oil or the grace that empowers us to walk out certain things in our Christian walk, but the anointing, which you have received from him, from God abides inside of you. It's in you. And you do not need anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now in this passage, it's referring to the anointing, not a capital A, but the anointing, the substance, the substance of oil that comes from heaven that is literally deposited in us because he is in us. Because his seed is in us, the anointing is in us, and the anointing will teach us. His anointing will teach us. Here it's called an it, but it's not talking about the Holy Spirit, but it's rather talking about the oil, the anointing. That substance that comes from God that literally gives us an empowering And it empowers us to be able to understand things. When you take the anointing, the thing, the, the, the substance of the anointing, and you are filled with the Holy Spirit of truth as the teacher, capital T. There is a collision that will happen where he will begin to teach you all kinds of things in the word of God and speak to you and open up your understanding and highlight passages of scripture that help you to be able to grow and walk out your salvation in a brand new way, a way that comes alive, a way that brings you alive. And. The same passage here, backing up a few verses in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20, it says, you have an anointing from the Holy One. Holy One, capitalized, Holy and One. Holy One, the Holy One, and you know all things. Now, I'm sure that you and I can both agree that we don't feel like we know all things. But the anointing in us that comes from the Holy One causes us to know all things inside of us is the seed of jesus christ god's spirit is in us and we are in him once we are born again when we are then filled and baptized in the holy spirit there's collisions it's like explosions that happen in our life so to speak symbolically speaking to where we are able to know things that we did not know by natural means There are mysteries and revelation and knowledge and wisdom and understanding and stuff that comes to us supernaturally as we read the word of God, as we spend time in God's presence, that we begin to know things. But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. See, we can even recognize truth versus lies, genuine versus false. We can even discern even in someone's voice, know by someone's voice, know by by looking at someone if they when they are saying certain things to us, if they are telling the truth or not. There are many different things and inexhaustible things that we can know by the anointing and that we can be taught by the teacher, the helper, the Holy spirit, the spirit of truth. He has multiple names in the word of God, but really he's the spirit of the living God. He is just part of the Trinity, part of the triune Godhead, the three in one, the three in one are one, one God, one God, one word. And it brings us into being one new creation. And so, the Holy Spirit is meant to be on the earth with us, helping us to walk out our salvation. He is not someone to be feared. It's not like... Receiving him and being filled with him and even hearing his voice and him teaching us, leading us, guiding us, all of these things. It's not a scary thing. It's actually a very comforting thing. And another name that is given to him in the Bible is actually the Comforter, capital C. So he comes to help. He comes to lead us. He comes to guide us. He comes because he is the Spirit of God. He is there to love us, to comfort us, to help us, to teach us. Yes, he does manifest or make himself known. To manifest means to make known, even in the natural realm. Yes, he does manifest himself at times through the lives of certain believers. But understand that he's not there to try to scare you or embarrass you. Um, there's a trust that has to occur. We, Without faith, it's impossible for us to please God. And part of our exercising our faith is the baptism and infilling of the Holy Spirit in this level. But we have to trust the Lord enough to believe that God loves us and he's not going to give us something that's going to harm us or something that when we cry out for the Holy Spirit, we don't have to be afraid that, that we're going to end up with some hokey spirit or some, you know, false spirit. Jesus even said, you know, if, if good fathers on earth know how to give good gifts to their children, don't you think that my father in heaven knows how to give better gifts? Even, you know, that he is a good, good father. We don't have to be afraid of receiving false things when we are his children and we are staying in the word of God, but we are also exhorted to test all things. We should read our Bible and know what we are praying for and know that we are praying according to the word of God to keep us safe. That's one of the reasons the Lord gave us laws and precepts and commandments and boundaries was to keep us safe. It's no different than a parent telling a child, don't touch that hot stove or you'll get burnt. The Lord tells us, make sure that the things that we receive from the spirit realm are written in the word of God, that they, they are anchored. They line up with the word of God. The Holy Spirit very much lines up with the word of God. He's not false and he's not an it. He's not a thing. He is part of the Godhead. And so I encourage you that if you are hungering for more, if you're feeling like, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, but I don't feel very alive. I feel death. I feel coldness around me. I don't understand the word. I'm not growing. You know, I'm just not, I'm not feeling fruitful. I'm not feeling content and peaceful and stuff. I strongly encourage you. Get on Google, Google the Holy Spirit, begin to search out those scriptures that talk about the Holy Spirit and invite the, invite God into that journey with you and ask him to lead you to the truth. And once you have decided and seen for your own self, that the Holy Spirit is part of the written word of God, that he is from Jesus that He is safe, that He is there for your good and not for your harm, and you're hungry to receive Him, then begin to ask God to fill you with His Spirit, and He is faithful to do so. I am passionate about the Holy Spirit. I am passionate about the Word of God. As I'm sure you well know, I do not want to see any believers stuck and having the available, ready help of the Helper and yet being afraid of Him. You do not have to be afraid of Him. He will not bring harm to you. He is there to comfort you, to help you, to teach you, and He will make your life adventurous, exciting. He will bring you into growth that you cannot even imagine. And the Christian life is not boring, especially when you partner with the Holy Spirit to walk it out. All right, God blessings.